0: Thanksgiving is an an important, important aspect of our Christian faith, of our lives, because Jesus set the example for us. He always gave thanks. In um, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, that verse that says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Giving thanks is the will of God. That's important. You know, it's not just manners. It's not just good manners. That's the will of God for us in Christ Jesus.
1: So welcome back to It Was Found in My Heart. My name is Gary. I'm here with my beloved wife, Veronica. Staying connected to God so we can stay connected to his purpose on this earth. And that you are known, that you are loved, and that you are valued. So God bless. We're still doing a line upon line series. We are in the book of John, chapter six. For me, I, I can see that if I don't acknowledge God in everything. I tend to take credit for everything Mm -hmm. and people will make me think that it's about me. Mm -hmm. And by me saying, thank you Lord for this blessing. I'm keeping it to the point where he is the center of all that I have Mm -hmm. and all that I do. So Thanksgiving is important because it is without it. I think that the enemy will use it as a snare Mm -hmm. to get you to thinking more about yourself and what you can do Mm -hmm. versus what God is doing through you and about being about Him.
0: Right, because every good and every perfect gift Amen. comes from the Father. It comes down from the Father of lights. So we must give Him that honor, that praise, that thanksgiving. It belongs to Him.
1: And I might add, you know, the fact that um, I'm not there, mm-hmm. but just the knowledge and the and the understanding of that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. My lips shall always praise Him. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's where I need to be. Think about it. Where are you in in regards to that? You know, how are you as far as receiving praise from man? Do you redirect it back to where it belongs?
0: All right. Well, verse 12. So when so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Gather up the fragments that remains so that nothing is lost.
1: That is like crazy to me because I'm a visual person. I have a picture of my mind how that went down, and so I'm I'm looking because I know how you you know when you go to a buffet early days. I'm not saying we do it now, but you know early days when we we want to get our money's worth, we'll sit down and eat and eat and eat, and then next thing you know, everybody's got that back on the on the back of the chair, leaning back because their belly has expanded. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Bellies expanded, getting everything that they wanted, being satisfied off of five loaves of bread and two fish. Now, if I'm sitting there understanding. This is the thankfulness of this whole thing is that I've just witnessed this amazing thing. Now, I'm sitting there. Ah, That was so, so good. Or I'm saying, man, thank you, God. I don't know how you did that. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, my thoughts, hopefully, my thoughts would be on five boats, two fish, and my belly hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just saying is that that is amazing. So it, it, it goes along with what is your perspective of something that just happened? Do you begin to say, man, I just want to praise God for that because that was not of man, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so in that verse, also, besides the fact that it's absolutely mind blowing that you've you got fragments left off of two fish. And I don't know how big these fish were, were they like whales or what? But you know <laughs> and but but besides that, Jesus, he's not about waste. He told him gather up those leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So if he's not about waste, then we can be assured that whatever we give to him, whatever we give to him, it will not be lost. If we give him our problems, it's not going to be lost. We give him our, the fruits of our labor. It's not going to be lost because he's not about waste. Mm. And also it is the will of the Father who sent Him that of all He's given Him He should lose nothing. So the Father's not about waste, but He says He will raise it up at the last day. And that that's verse thirty-nine down in, in the same chapter, and it's also the will of the Father who sent Him that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have everlasting and He everlasting life, and He will raise Him up at the last day again nothing wasted. People are not wasted on God. It does not matter if we are fragments. He makes us whole. We are not wasted. Breadcrumbs are not wasted. Fish with bone or whatever, it's not wasted. God is just, he's just awesome.
1: You know, I I just really love this about the fragments. I, I love that. It's just, you know, as you were saying, nothing's lost. He's not wasting anything. And I was thinking about, you know, something I shared at church after coming back from New Jersey is that my brother was saying he was wasting away what we find or see ourselves as broken and fragmented. God can take those broken and fragmented parts of our lives and still provide something for someone else,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, so. If your mind, if your thoughts about your life and the things you've gone through seems fragmented and broken and disjointed, God can take those things if you allow him to place them in his hands and thank him for taking something fragmented so that he might bless, bless the multitudes of people in your life or situations in your life. That sometimes we feel that way. We feel like our lives are just broken up in different pieces and we feel like pieces. We feel like a puzzle. But man, God, in mm-hmm. God's hand, he knows where everything goes. Yes. I mean, for us, when we're doing a puzzle, we know we got to work our way outside and then in. Mm-hmm. God takes inside out, out mm-hmm. amen. even good. faster than we can do it yeah. our way. You know, yeah, amen.
0: Amen. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So verse 13, therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. I don't know if that little boy had the fish and bread in a basket or not. It didn't mention anything. But they ended up with 12 baskets from five. We keep saying this because (laughs) it's a miracle. (laughs) Five loaves and two Fish comes twelve baskets. That reminds me of what we talked about, I believe in the last um, podcast about exponential right you know, and here we see Jesus doing that again. He does not just operate in simple math, simple addition. It is the power of exponents. two fish, five loaves. 12 baskets full. How? (laughs) How? They were filled with the fragments. So we want to write the script like Andrew and Philip. They came to that conclusion that it's just not sufficient. Script writers. Who wants to be that kind of script writer when you got Jesus? Jesus the best script writer.
1: Let's close this up, but I just want to leave you with the found in my heart moment where you can walk away thinking about this. Take this back with you. Mm -hmm. Take this abundance back to you and let them know what happened. Instead of having five loaves and two fish, they got 12 baskets. The men says in 14, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, they truly felt he was the prophet who would come into the world. Not like John. John said, look at the Lamb of God who shall Take away the sins of the world. These, he will come into the world. So now they see this guy and say, man. And then verse 15 says that Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. He departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Mm-hmm. And you had a point about uh, the mountain experience,
0: right? In the in the beginning of the um, of the chapter, it talks about Jesus being on the mountains with his disciples. But in this verse, verse fifteen, it talks about him being on the mountain. He he went aside by himself alone. And there are times when we need to be with people, and then there. But then there are times when we need to be alone with God by ourselves, that having that intimate connection with the Holy Father. And and that's what, again, Jesus shows us these these examples. You know, when we're with people, either they need something from us or we're giving something to them. And then we need that that time with the Father to get something from him.
1: Yeah, this part I'm reminded of the Lord's Prayer. And when the Lord prayer, it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When I see this, I I see that these people wanted to force him, lead him into a temptation that he has. And whether he had it or not, but I feel like he was, he was a hundred percent man that he was acquainted with the things that we would go through. So when I see this in our own lives, is that how people will praise you, how people will force you to believe that you're someone that. Did it all, you know, instead of thanking God for that, it gets you to a point where you have to say, you know, I need to separate myself from that so that I can get my my mind and my heart right Right. with God, because I know that only it's in him. I live, I move, I have my being. And so I see this happening where they're wanting to lead him into a place where they make him think think that he's higher than he is. And I know Jesus is, but let's reflect on it for our sake, is that there are people that'll say things to you that make you feel, oh, get big chested, mm-hmm. boastful, you know, feeling like you got it going on. You get a little swag in your step, but you forget. Jesus had a way of taking those things that have been presented to him and saying, you know what? I'm going to the mountain to spend some time alone mm-hmm. but me and my father mm-hmm. so that my mind will stay fast on him. Mm-hmm. That I stay focused on him. Mm-hmm. And I think that in my own personal life, I have to re- remind myself constantly that nothing I have, nothing I can do is of my own doing, mm-hmm. but it is coming from the father who are, who are in heaven, mm-hmm. you know? And so these are the things that I want you to take away in this segment of it was found in my heart. I pray in the name of Christ Jesus that you understand that even I was talking to my wife. I said, even if Our life should be in his hands so much that he does a miraculous thing. He feeds the multitudes, people that he's planted us in the same dirt with, you know, people that are in our lives, that we get to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I pray we have this mindset, even if today is our last day living, let's say the house come down and there's a tornado hit or whatever, that we live our lives before God in his hands and allow him to do what he's supposed to do, that even on our last breath, That we're no longer here, there should be fragments remaining that's impacting people still. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly.
1: That's what Jesus did. Even though he's not on earth, his life has left fragments Mm -hmm. of people, having to be 12, 12 fragments. And we are byproducts of the fragments that he left on this earth. Amen. So in closing, I just want you to know that my prayer is for all those that are listening that you put your life in his hands and then allow him to do what he does best. He blesses. Amen. He blesses. He blesses. Amen. Good word. It's good word. Glory be to God. You have a blessed week. In Jesus' name. Amen.